I'm I don't think that the Texans are winning. Like a lot I, of people are saying the Texans are, but you're putting you're putting Joe Flacco in a dome. You put Joe Flacco on an incentive based contract. That guy's gonna go out there and ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! This I I shit you not. I think the best games uh, this weekend coming up. I think Browns Texans will be the best game. is episode 204 of left side heavy the podcast you can follow the podcast on instagram twitter and tiktok at left side heavy underscore link is in the description jevin and hayden on this fun episode hayden how we doing boss man how was your week uh so far monday starting off pretty good can't complain pretty uh chillax day at work today Almost snowed. Nice. Yeah, but nothing too, too interesting. Um, it's Black Monday. So for those that don't know what Black Monday is and they're listening to a sports podcast, it is the end of the season uh, for the NFL. Uh, regular season, that is. So coaches are getting fired left, right, and center, and some who should be fired aren't. And, uh, yeah. Who would that be, Hayden? Oh, no one in particular. No <laughs> <laughs> no one in particular, but uh, how are you, man? Pretty good. Um, back at work tomorrow after a few days off. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, mm-hmm. A, wasn't a relaxing three days off, though, because my ribs were killing me, but... It's kind of hard to like get comfortable and settle down, but it was all right. It was it's always nice to have a few days off. I always hate, I always think I like hate my job going back to work after a few days off. But then once like I'm there, I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. But I always think I have the worst job in the world after days off. It just sucks going back. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just me or if that's normal. No, it's very normal. But it's just like, oh my god, how have I not quit already? I hate this job. And then I'm like, you know what? It ain't terrible. It ain't so bad. <laughs> so yeah, going back. Um, don't exactly know what kind of what my week is laid out to be like, but yeah, should be fine. Spent seven hours in a hospital on Saturday. We just kind of talked about it, so I'm not going to spit too much mm-hmm. about it. But it was like one of the worst days of my life. I hated it in there. And yeah, so been pretty good. Been all right. Nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Some exciting games happened on Sunday. Yep. Some cool yeah. storylines to walk into, so I'm kind of excited to talk about it today. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I um, have question of the week. Frida. I have prepped up uh, and kind of alluding to mixing in with week 18. Jeff, did you catch the Saints game at all yesterday? 
I didn't. I didn't have DAZONE up, like Red Zone up or anything like that. So I fair, didn't watch fair. all the games, but I watched as much as. Did I you could. watch what happened in the last minute uh, or last two minutes of the Saints versus Falcons game? Not exactly. No, run me through it. All right. The score, let me settle it. It's 41 to 17, New Orleans against Atlanta. Okay. Absolute ass fucking. Desmond yeah. Ritter has been benched, hasn't done anything in the second half. And what happens? But their backup quarterback throws a pick to the Honey Badger, gets it down all the way to the one. Probably should have scored. Honey Badger's a little bit old. Yeah. But, oh, excuse me. But he's still making great plays. And, uh, Let's, let's let's write the scenario here for you. Dennis Allen has been super disrespectful to Jameis Winston in years prior. Now, is that kind of bad when you're fighting fire with fire? I don't know. But let's just say this. Jameis Winston goes up to Dennis Allen, and he asks him. He's like, hey, DA, Jamal Williams hasn't had a touchdown all year this year. This guy busted his ass when Adam Prentice was down, be basically became a fullback for Camara, was in on a lot of blocking downs, something that he's not used to be doing. He's a north and south runner, hasn't got in the end zone once this year. Can we get him a touchdown? Wasn't to show any disrespect to the Falcons. But DA said no. He said no. And they're like, all right. James was like, all right, sounds good. So now go on to the field in the huddle. Everyone on the field at that time. James brought up the question again, but this time to the boys in the on the field. And he's like, guys, let's get Jamal a touchdown. Right? Who thinks we should get him a touchdown? Everyone said yes. Ten people said yes. And so they line up in victory formation. And Jameis Winston hands the ball off to Jamal Williams, and he scores a touchdown. I actually do remember reading a tweet about that. Like, this is why Jameis Winston is so loved in NOLA, because he calls an audible in victory formation. And I didn't exactly Mm -hmm. know what he was talking about, but this makes this kind of brings it all together. That's amazing. So now I want to hear, what is your opinion on that? Do you think, because a lot of, like, the higher up, media personnel are 50 50 but then a lot of like the younger no media people you and i are like love this play also it's a rivalry game who the fuck cares if my patriots did that against the jets i would love it absolutely (laughs) so i i love the play um i personally wouldn't care if it happened to the Patriots. I'd be salty that we gave up a touchdown, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it'd be like more so of like, oh, fuck you guys. But I wouldn't actually like. No, who cares? I'd be like, honestly, like I would do the same. So I should be okay getting it received. So like, yeah, I I think that's a cool play. And honestly, Dennis Allen, what do you got to say? You're probably going to... Oh, wait, didn't you say he's returning for next year? Yeah, he's returning. And I have something more about what he did after, too. 
Yeah, honestly, that guy, James Winston's probably like, I don't want to co- play under you anyway. But Dude, this is fire me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I like the play overall. So now to go on with that, the first thing Dennis, or like, I don't know if you saw the interaction between Arthur Smith and Dennis Allen, but Arthur Smith was heated. He comes in saying, fuck you, man. What the fuck was that? Like, you can read his lips, and you can see Dennis Allen, like, kind of, like, comforting him. Like, like, oh, it wasn't me, right? But it, immediately in the press conference, the first thing he did was he apologized. He apologized to the Falcons and Arthur Smith. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? And he uh, he, <laughs> he was like, that's not what we're about, blah, 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 blah. But also, go back a couple years. When it was like 35 to 7, New Orleans against Philadelphia, fourth and four, Alvin Kamara versus Malcolm Jenkins one on one. Sean Payton dials up an Alvin Kamara go route and Kamara beats him and scores in the fourth quarter, probably like a minute left. So Sean Payton would have said, fuck it and gone for two. Yeah. <laughs> like Dennis Allen, oh my God, I hate this guy. So. <laughs> That was my question of the week. Just what do you think about that? Because who gives a fuck, honestly, at the end of the yeah. day? Yeah, and, I, I think it's uh, awesome getting because like Jamal Williams went from leading the league to only getting one in week 18 with a minute left. So I think it's like good on Jameis. And like he's always I saw someone say he's an MVP quarterback just based on like he's the people's quarterback. If he Absolutely. actually took his skills, he's not a Hall of Famer. But if people had to choose one person to put in the Hall of Fame just based on everything surrounding a player, it's Jameis Winston. The funniest thing was when he tore his ACL or something like that, and he was <laughs> dancing in the locker room on crutches. Oh, dude. He's that... like in the center of the dance circle. is freaking hilarious. So I remember seeing that live because I followed it was uh it was CJGJ who was like doing the Instagram live. I'm like, oh, what's he doing? And immediately the first thing I see is Winston getting sturdy on the crutches. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Hilarious. Yeah. Great so... guy. And everyone, every teammate is sticking up for for Jameis. No one has said shit about yeah. DA. He's lost the locker room. Yeah, no, I absolutely 100% believe that. So I I love that move by Jameis, and he's quickly become one of my favorite players in the league. And I, I don't think... Call me a sheep, call me whatever you want, but yes, I've hopped on the bandwagon that is Jameis Winston, and I want him on my team yesterday. Just purely purely on a vibes guy like he is absolutely voted the most beloved guy yeah a part of the new orleans saints organization by the players and it sucks because if dennis allen comes back you know we're cutting him and then that means a lot of people won't want to play and i'll give you my prediction right now saints are coming second last NFC early NFC preview. Saints are coming second last <laughs> in the the division. Maybe even second last within the whole NFC conference because people are getting traded. 
it, it like you have to. Yeah. But well, that's for another day. That is also my Saints talk. So we don't have to talk about that damn game. But also, what a great ending to the Arthur Smith era. For real. Oh, love it. Three straight seasons of seven and ten, not utilizing your best players. Eighth round pick, three years straight, baby. <laughs> or eighth overall pick, three years yeah. straight. Yeah. That's yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah. It must be. That's actually the only way I'm jealous of the uh, the Falcons right now. They fired their head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um, <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, we'll talk about mostly the games that had playoff mm-hmm. implications, and we'll go over uh the Jets and Pats, obviously for your sake. You sure you got the third overall pick now, man? Must be excited. <laughs> Honestly, is it bad to say I'd rather the third overall than the second overall? Hell yes. Because Hell there's yes. so much more room for error with the second overall, where third, you can just like, oh, anyone would take Drake May at third overall if Marvin Harrison went at two. Or anyone would take, take Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison at three. Yeah. If Drake May, like at two, there's more potential of taking the wrong guy than at three. Unless you, Belichick completely loses his marbles and picks some. Like, I have a hot take. Like Malik Neighbors or something like that. Great receiver, but he's probably more in the six to eight range yeah. kind of thing. But like, oh, I saw the Patriots. They posted a graphic, third overall. And uh, someone's like, oh, left-handed long snapper from Zimbabwe coming. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's funny because like that's that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I have a hot take. What's that? New England jumps to the first overall. Really? And takes Caleb Williams. Who do you if think? If it's if it's not Caleb Williams, it's gonna be a package deal for Justin Fields. So, so like so like. You think? I just I I don't know. I think they're gonna do something with Chicago. Like, do you think? Because I think if Chicago gets out of the one, Mm -hmm. they're keeping Fields, not trading him. Absolutely. Well, see, that's the thing. If they trade away Fields to the Pats, you know, maybe it kind of starts off like the Pats want the first overall, but then they kind of talk yada yada, and it's like, how about we'll give you. Fields and both of our second round picks for your third overall pick. And uh like our first next year or whatever, right? And then that's when the Bears take Caleb Williams. I'm kind of confused. So like I think if the Bears are keeping fields, then that's when I think uh, if they're trading out of the one, Fields isn't leaving Chicago. That's my opinion. Like, I think if anything, they are trading with New England, keeping fields, 
acquiring the third overall or second round and then maybe a few other picks, whatever. Then I think that's when they take a Marvin Harrison or -hmm. something like that. And then we take Caleb Williams. I don't think we're getting getting the first overall plus fields. Like I don't think Chicago. No, no, no. Would... I, I didn't mean like you're getting the first overall. I meant like you're getting fields and then like their second round pick as well as maybe like a, a oh, second. So, so you think something's happening with Chicago regardless if it's I, swapping. I picks. think so. Yeah, I think there's going to be some mix up. And I think the conversation's originally going to start with Caleb Williams. But then they're going to be like, you know what? Actually, we'll give you Justin Fields, the guy you should have taken back in that draft. We didn't have a chance. We could have traded up. But you could Chicago, have exactly traded up. But Chicago, like, Bill doesn't trade up. He trades down. Exactly. See, this would be a great, <laughs> great place for him to trade down, acquire picks for next year, and still get a, what I think is a very competent quarterback. So, yeah, I... But overall, I don't know what our plan is at number three. I would be happy with Marvin Harrison. <laughs> it's Caleb Williams, Justin Fields, or your left-handed Zimbabwe snapper. Yeah. <laughs> There's no Marvin Harrison on the table. No, there isn't. <laughs> yeah. That's just it's it's gonna I'm scared to be honest. I'm fucking I, terrified. Yeah, because like if if you have the chance between Drake May or Marvin Harrison, I honestly don't know where you go. Like, hypothetical. If you have the choice, let's say Washington trades, or Washington picks someone out of the blue that they... Jaden Daniels. Pick. Yeah, Jaden Daniels, right? Or Michael Penix, depending on how he plays tonight, raises his stock value, whatever. I don't know where you would go. Because you need a quarterback and you need a receiver. <laughs> yeah. I know receivers are a dime a dozen, right, every year in the draft. But it's like you didn't get Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels, hypothetically. Do you really want Drake May? Because That's like, where I, it becomes risky. If Washington I, does something fuck shit weird, yeah. that's where it becomes risky. So I've heard a ton of things about Drake May where he's got everything in a franchise quarterback, but they were saying the same shit about Zach Wilson, and he's dog shite. Yeah. And, like, Drake May has strong arm, like, whatever, say what you want. But, like, something just makes me nervous about him, regardless, which is why taking Marvin Harrison, having that guy out, wide out is like sure fire would be so dope like i follow a boston sports page on twitter Mm -hmm. and they're saying what would you rather have um russell wilson ramondre stevenson and marvin harrison jr or drake may ramondre stevenson and t higgins kind of going through different scenarios of drafting a quarterback, signing a receiver, or drafting a receiver and signing a quarterback. It was like kind of going through, and I'm like, I think the, like, what I would honestly, like, try and do 
is like Marvin Harrison and try and sign like Baker or something. Yeah. Get a stopgap. And then like maybe draft a Bo Nix in the second round or something. Yeah. Well, I see like, what you're going for. What about JJ McCarthy? I wouldn't hate him. I, I don't know too much about him, but like yeah, he's Harbaugh, from Michigan, man. If Harbaugh is sane, he's the greatest quarterback to play at Michigan. That's saying in something. And, Jim and, Harbaugh, we trust. <laughs> and then he did say, like, as a college career, Bray didn't have a great college career at Michigan. No. That's why he was a sixth round pick. Like, we have to realize that if he was the greatest Michigan quarterback of all time, he would not have gone in the sixth round. <laughs> right? Let's kind very of very true. Very true. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play. And he's so, he played at Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. But. I mean, McCarthy was 25 and one at Michigan and be like, oh, Ohio State, he's going to the Natty, like, has a chance to win that. So, like, I don't know. He has a winning resume and knows how to win. So I wouldn't hate him. But yeah, I don't know t- too much about the college quarterbacks. I'll be completely honest with you. But yeah, like, if we kind of did that, I wouldn't be upset. Time but... to start watching uh, all the highlights for every team. Yeah, so I don't know what Patriots are going to do. I wouldn't even be surprised if we drafted like that tackle from Penn State at third overall and just completely <laughs> went over Marvin Harrison. Dude, if that happens, it it might be time to start asking, like, Bill, what the fuck are you on? Yeah, like, you're passing up on, like, actual talent. I mean, Ugh. even if he's even with New England by the time the draft comes, see about that. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, though, if we traded Bill to the Chargers for their first round pick, I <laughs> wouldn't be upset about that. I don't think anyone really would be. <laughs> yeah, Chargers don't need anything. They just need a good coaching scheme, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Now they have quite Anyways. Oh, yeah, exactly. They don't need anyone. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll start off with... Uh, I guess, you know what, let's just shape out the AFC and NFC playoff picture. That seems a lot easier, because then we can talk about the games through them. So, coming in at the surprising fourth seed in the... Writing this down on my whiteboard here. All right, perfect. Coming in at the surprising fourth seed in the AFC. We'll go four, three, two, one. And then wild cards. Seems a lot more honorable that way. The Houston Texans. Who the fuck saw this coming, man? This is unbelievable. Not only do they have a a win and make it close, get in game, but then they also need Jacksonville to lose. Yeah. And this is exactly what happens. First year head coach. Rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, offensive player of the year, or offensive rookie of the year, sorry. It's definitely, like, going to be a very interesting conversation to see how the rookie of the year shapes out because both Puka and C.J. deserve it. Absolutely. It's another Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson. That's exactly it. A combination here, although I think if – if you're going off of like bases, it's like Justin Jefferson, 
didn't break rec or he broke records. That's exactly what he did. And then Jamar Chase came in and broke it the next year. And now Puka Nakua. But it's also like CJ Stroud has had a way more successful rookie campaign than Justin Herbert has, in my opinion. Especially kind of based on expectations. Like CJ Stroud, I saw, I read this really cool thing and it was like uh, week 18, 2022, the Texans beat whoever to drop out of the, to drop out of the number one to the number two. Mm -hmm. And then January 6th, 2023, the Texans clinch the playoffs with their number two pick like almost a year later. So it was a pretty cool story. And Stroud thrown to Nico Collins, Tank Dell and Dalton Schultz, I think is getting a, I think is more respectable than thrown to like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams and having Austin Eckler to help you out too. Yeah. Not taking anything away from Herbert, but no, it was just the expectations were far not worse, but like he didn't have as much expectations on him. This was a whole rebuild year, and they just said, fuck that. Draft properly, and you'll be in there. Will Anderson could be up for defensive rookie of the year as well. Yeah. And not to take away from any other defensive players, but it's just what I think he finished with like seven and a half sacks. Yeah, I think think Jalen Carter will still take it, but I mean, to even be in the conversation. One person who I think should take it regardless, like who should it be between, I think, in my opinion, I'd say Will Anderson or that kid from fucking uh, the Rams, the defensive tackle from the Rams. If you're talking stats between rookie defensive tackles, I saw one. I forget what the guy's name is, but he wasn't. He, he he trumps Jalen Carter's defensive tackle. I think it's just because, oh, Jalen Carter, he was a big name in the draft. And that's that's where we're going to stand on this point. Yeah. But if you look at who the better player was, if it goes to Jalen Carter, it's just all name value at this point. I mean, that's what a lot of awards are. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, you're, you're very, very much right. It is yeah. a lot of just, ah. Player name. I know who you are. Yeah. But anyways, let's continue on here. Yeah, continuing on. Uh, The third. The third place. Kansas City Chiefs. Who saw that one coming? Not me. <laughs> uh, I would have thought first or second. Uh, A third is just terrible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> It's not great. The Kansas City Chiefs coming in third, finishing off their season where they have to play no starters. It's basically like they get a bye week anyways. They weren't moving up, nor were they moving down. Yeah. It still works out for them. (laughs) And they barely beat the Chargers, but it's also like the Chargers are just god-awful. Their interim head coach is terrible. The Chargers are just... The Chargers are going to be irrelevant for, like, so many more years. (laughs) Like, they just never do anything right. It's pretty impressive. No, it absolutely is. They can't even beat a second-string team and Blaine Gabbert. It's just sad. And uh, rest in peace to Travis Kelsey's 1,000-yard streak. 
He was 16 yep. yards away, and he was ruled inactive week 18. Yep. So Tough titties. Yeah, tough go. <laughs> Coming in at the second seed, the Buffalo Bills. First in the AFC East. Now this, I had second and third. Uh, obviously, it was for me, it was a tie between the Bengals and the Bills, but uh, obviously the Bengals decided to let Joe Burrow get injured. And their game last night against the Dolphins was just, I saw I saw a caption on a post, and it was, the Bills feel like the seven seed and the two seed at the same time. <laughs> Josh Allen can win you a game. Uh, you know what? They won this game with a bad Josh Allen. Three yeah. turnovers, uh, two, uh, one, one terrible pick. Uh, he just basically said, "Oh, it's fourth down, anyways. Let me just see if my guy can make a play." Whatever. Yeah. And then obviously losing the fumble to Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Great interior lineman. Yeah, he just ripped that ball out of Allen's hands. Like, it was oh not- yeah, uh, he Wilkins is a prick to play against. Yeah. You want him on your team. But yeah, I hate going up against him. Yeah, Hundy. And a lot of respect for that guy because he'll get it. He gets in my head and I don't even fucking play against him, man. (laughs) (laughs) So for the Bills, uh, getting this two seed is incredible because now if they win and Kansas City wins, oh, that means Patrick Mahomes on the road for the first time ever against the team that he only beats in the playoffs. (laughs) But the regular season, he cannot seem to get the upper hand on Buffalo. And man, oh man, it's just going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. In heartbreaking fashion, too, one of them. Oh, it's going to be awesome to see. Yeah. I might put a future on the Bills. I might. I might. (laughs) And then coming in at your one seed, your AFC North, you're rested all for two weeks, Baltimore Ravens, who have been on a tear this season. Lamar Jackson, MVP front runner, I think we would all say, or we would both say. Well, I mean, have you seen his odds? Yeah, they're like in the negatives now, right? Minus 20,000, dude. Yeah. It's basically, it's... (laughs) Another way of spelling lock. Yeah. Like uh, Scott, we hope to dear God that you bet Lamar Jackson MVP. Yeah. <laughs> because that was easily the best uh call I think we've heard this season, at least on left side heavy. It was a great call. And we don't really need to talk about their game because their game basically meant nothing. But we'll start with the seven seed Steelers who make it in. This team, Mike Tomlin, can, man, this team continues to impress me. I don't quite understand how they do it. I'm ten and, ten and seven, and they had a negative twenty point differential. Yeah, like negative I, point differential. They haven't had a quarterback throw a three TD game since. <laughs> 2018 or whenever Ben Roethlisberger dipped out. Yeah. And 10 and 7? Like, are you... I don't get it. If you told me 
five weeks ago. The Steelers coming off of two terrible losses to the Pats and the Cardinals sitting at seven and seven going into the next week. I'd be like, oh, the Steelers are fucked. Yeah. How do you come back from this? I have no idea. It's they go on a impressive. they go on a tear. The Steelers crush their AFC North opponents, beating the Browns, beating the Bengals, and then beating the the Ravens, the win and get in game. I have to give a round of applause because this team didn't even know who they were really starting. And they started Mason fucking Rudolph, man. And Mason Rudolph has been showing out. He's been having a game and a half every week. Yep. So, you know, we'll see what he does in Buffalo next week because that is going to be a tough playoff game. Truly. Because Pickett's definitely not getting started. No. <laughs> not at all. But Steelers are going to have to rely on their run game. Absolutely. <laughs> if, it, if it ain't there, ooh, something could be bad. <laughs> ooh, yes. Uh, the six-seed Dolphins, after losing to Buffalo, losing second place. Uh, number one in the AFC East. Congrats on uh, almost historic run. Tyreek Hill, Tua, you did have a great year. A chain, Mostert, you guys played well this year. But you haven't beat a winning record since week three of last season. So congratulations, you are done. Craziest thing, the Patriots have beaten more above 500 teams this year than the Dolphins have. Yeah, they haven't <laughs> They haven't beaten a team above 500 in, um, like you said, since 20, almost two years. 32 weeks? 33 weeks? That's crazy, man. What's 18 plus 15? 18 plus 15 is 33. Yeah, they haven't beaten yeah. a team with a winning record in 33 weeks. 33 football season weeks. Yeah. Yes. Not even like counting. Or I guess maybe 32 in general. Like since week three last year. So it's so 30. Yeah, 30. Depend whatever it is. It's been 30 plus way weeks. too long. Yeah. 30 plus <laughs> weeks of NFL like season football. They haven't beat. It's crazy. So and I just. Kansas City always finds a way to turn it on in the playoffs. So I. I don't doubt it'll be a close game, but Miami's I still give frauds. my nod. Yeah, absolutely. I still give my nod to the Chiefs. Cool jerseys. Yeah. Dope jerseys. You guys run faster than them. but Yeah, you might run fast, but you can't win in them, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then rounding out the AFC, the Cleveland Steamers, the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Joe, Flacco's. Yeah, Joe Flacco, take him to the promised land. Uh, if you tell me at the start of the year that Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, and various players on their defense weren't going to be starting in the wild card round, I would have said, okay, how did they make it to the wild card anyways? But this is a team of destiny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I don't think that the Texans are winning. Like a lot I, of people are saying the Texans are, but you're putting you're putting Joe Flacco in a dome. 
you put Joe Flacco on an incentive-based contract, that guy's going to go out there and ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, this I, – I shit you not. I think the best games uh, this weekend coming up, I think Browns-Texans will be the best game. I think it's going to be very good. I like, Both teams with, like – Houston didn't have playoff aspirations. They're kind of a team where it's like – we're going to play this year. Whatever happens, happens. We got our franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. We got our star Ricky defensive player that you kind of build around. Yep. We're just going to kind of ball, see how we do, draft where we're, wherever we end up. We're not going to try and buy at the deadline, whatever. So they're kind of playing on house money right now. Absolutely. In Cleveland, they're running off a high of bringing in Flacco and like Stefanski's probably going to win coach of the year. Because honestly, there's a lot of coaches. We kind of talked about it either last episode or a few episodes ago. There's a lot of coaches that deserve coach of the year. Mm-hmm. So there's a person I'd rather win, but there's no wrong decision. Cleveland, like Flacco, Jerome Ford's been a cool story. Amari Cooper's had games where he's t- kind of brought it back to his Oakland days. Yeah. So it's like a very polarizing matchup between these two where it's just going to be like whoever comes out on top is going to be like all right cool like (laughs) sounds good (laughs) not necessarily upset about the team that came out on top you're probably going to put money on something and cheer for the other team and hope they win but like i don't know i don't despise anyone in this matchup so it's kind of just like a this could be a really good game no you're absolutely right and yeah i think it's going to be a phenomenal game and i'm i'm here for it yeah. so we now we in fact move on oh i just no, got a notification about uh hockey being on i'm like oh fuck i forgot i have not looked at my lineup thank god i looked <laughs> no who didn't make playoffs which karma's kind of coming to bite him in the butt who's that Jacksonville. Hey, we talked. Yeah, we we barely talked about it. They were the one seed at one point in the AFC, Jeff. Eight and three. Eight and three. And you want to know who their last win was against? The Carolina fucking Panthers. (laughs) Their one win after being atop of the AFC was against the worst team in the league. That's just this is a severely failed season. Absolutely. On many accounts. And if they're not careful next year, there could be some changes made because this year severely slipped away from them. You have the roster to do it. Mm-hmm. And you see the video of them taking like the terrible towels away from Pittsburgh fans? <laughs> yeah. And now yep. Pittsburgh's in the playoffs because and Jacksonville lost. Yeah, it's poetic justice. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. So Jacksonville, suck on that one, boys. Maybe next year. Yep. No, but anyways, let's uh, bump over to the NFC. But I just thought I had to chime that in because Jacksonville, you blew it. Yeah, you absolutely. You, They for sure blew it. Also, I'm checking out the uh, person, Jeff, that I was saying that was better than... um. Jalen Carter. Uh, Jalen Carter. Kobe Turner. Defensive tackle. Nine sacks. Okay. Nine. 
Shout out to him. <laughs> I mean, it helps when you have Aaron Donald taking up like all the rest of them, but still, <laughs> nine sacks. I mean, it's not like the Eagles don't have anyone on their defensive <laughs> line too, right? So like, uh huh, uh huh. But I mean, yeah. Anyways, going on. The NFC shaping out the four seed goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So happy for Baker. I'm sorry, Hid. I know like you're uh this is your division or whatever, but Baker Mayfield fucking deserves this, man. He had an unbelievable year. Mike Evans had an unbelievable year. Rashad White had an unbelievable year. And Baker kind of, they kind of signed him so that they had someone sturdy at quarterback, like someone who can kind of play and just fill in the gap, maybe draft someone in the top five. Mm. No, he went out there and he's like, nah, I'm here to fucking prove that I need a multi-year contract under my belt and I need a job security and shit like that. And he went out there and had an unbelievable year. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, he got like a $2 million bonus or whatever for like clinching the playoffs. Might have been like a million dollar bonus or something like that for clinching the playoffs with the Bucs. But I just had to shout out Baker. He had a great year. And I think he proved that he's a starting quarterback in this league after this year, wherever he ends up. Yeah, no, 4,000 yards, 28 to 10 touchdown interception ratio. Uh, he definitely proved that with a battling back team that he can be a starter. And I give my applause to Baker Mayfield. Uh, do I think that the Buccaneers are lucky and overrated? 110%. Uh, this division is ass. Oh yeah, I still, like, I still think this team is god awful. I mean, they're just above five hundred. Like, exactly, they're not blowing any people away. But I mean, no, they're they're definitely yeah. not. And truthfully, they should have lost yesterday. They should they have lost. Great. No, they they played god awful. Nine nothing against the worst team. They've been playing some bad football the past month. And if it wasn't for Antoine Winfield being, you know, uh, a snub Pro Bowl safety, which I fucking absolutely love. Uh, snubs first, happen all the time, buddy. Of course you do. Get fucked. Yeah, of course I do. Fuck yeah, that guy. Also, it was so <laughs> funny when uh, someone posted on Twitter is a picture of... Uh, I think it was Derek Carr, Tyler Huntley, and Trevor Lawrence, and it was like this photo exists, and people still care about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like it was like Mac Jones has Pro Bowler on his resume, and y'all still caring about who <laughs> makes it and who doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's more of an honor to make All Pro than the Pro Bowl. Absolutely, All so. Pro definitely shows a lot more. Whereas, like the Pro Bowl nowadays, it's like nine times out of ten the three starting quarterbacks name to it. Don't uh, go. They're not going to go. Why, yeah. why? I mean, maybe now more than ever, they would probably go because it's just skill competition and, and games. And it's like going have a fun time at wherever. And it's all paid for who gives a shit, but it's also like, they probably just don't want to go. 
Like, so, bro, I just want to get my off season started. Absolutely. It's like I didn't make playoffs or I just we got bounced on the playoffs. Why the fuck do I want to go and play a bunch of games? Yeah, like uh, Josh Allen after that heartbreaking loss to KC <laughs> isn't going to go play fucking dodgeball. No, 110% he is not going to do that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, the, the Panthers probably should have won that game. Uh, Bucks scraped by by the skin of their teeth. They round out the four seed. Coming in at three seed, the Detroit Lions. After they beat... Minnesota, 30 to 20. Uh, I think the Lions are on a on a on a down down slope or like a, a middling slope after some injuries sustained in week 18. I know they were playing for the two seed, but injuring Sam Laporta is not worth it. No. Especially when you knew Dallas was gonna have to play. They already have the upper hand on you. I personally, like, after the first quarter, I would have taken my players out, you know, probably tried to check the score and been like, okay, that's it. But obviously now Sam Laporta, Brian Branch, two amazing rookies are down and out. Who knows about Branch, but Laporta is confirmed out for a couple of weeks. Maybe has a shot to play on Sunday, but it's a long shot. And it's an outside opinion, so there's no guarantee that that is exactly what's going to happen. But Detroit, I mean, I did have them coming in at the four seed, so it was expected this year. And you know what? They they proved to everyone that they could be right there on top. I can't remember where I had them. Let me check. Yeah, but I definitely had him. I think I had him in the four seed as well, maybe three seed. Somewhere around there. But let's see. I do remember you had the Saints in the two seed. So, (laughs) yeah, talk about stuff that didn't age (laughs) one. Absolutely. I had lines in the four seed. Yeah, there we go. We were the same. I and they almost... exceeded expectations. Yeah, Saints in the two seed. Yes. Dennis Allen, you're on my fucking hit Oof. list, buddy. Yeah, I agree. Put put a head out on DA. I'll turn the other way for you, bro. I mean, hey, Scott had Vikings, Saints, and Giants making it. I just had Saints and Giants making it. Other than that. I was all right. Hey, there you go. I had you had three, four, three wrong. Saints, Seahawks, Vikings. Yeah, yeah. My my yeah, snubs, so yeah. my snubs were right there though. Packers and Rams. Let's go. I didn't I write wrote, that down. I so. wrote snubs on mine. Yeah, but I also wrote the Falcons on snubs. So. <sighs> but yeah, Lions. Uh, I'm excited for them. Gonna be a good night. Yeah, on Sunday night. How did we do for our AFC here? You had Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Jags, Ravens, yeah. Chargers, Jets. I was so close. 
Just three teams wrong again. <laughs> Four teams wrong. Four. Bengals. Jags. Bengals. Jags. Chargers. Oh, right. Jets. Yeah. Bengals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't think I did much better. Both Ohio's. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Scott, four to seven, didn't make the playoffs. So <laughs> he got the division. He got the conference winner, right? But he had Jags, Bengals, Patriots, Chargers making it. <laughs> now let's see for mine. I don't, I haven't looked at it yet. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I went, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Jags, Chargers, Jets, Ravens. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. Talk about fucking misses Yeet. on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Man, do we... not let us cook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Fuck. You were not on our game that. Hell no, we were not. No. Uh, coming in at the two seed for the NFC, we have the Dallas Cowgirls. I mean, hey, they just had a really fucking good year this year. Like, Absolutely. There, there isn't really much else to say about it. They kind of shaky in a couple games. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, they kind of look, you know, fraudulent in some games, getting absolutely spanked by San Francisco. But they also, like, came out to play. And, you know, they I think they kind of points in two games. You know, I think they kind of got a little lucky against Detroit there. And what was that week 17? Yeah. Uh, with that two point conversion and shit. So, like, there's a few situations where they got away with some uh, calls. But I mean, Dak Prescott had an MVP like year. CeeDee Lamb had an offensive player of the year type year. And their defense was just really solid this year as well. Bland played really good, leading the league in interceptions. Uh, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Micah Parsons had like over 100 pressures in total. Yeah, um, Micah Parsons of, was good. He's he had one of few. He's one of few players to do that in a year. So yeah, no, it was, Dallas just had an overall good year and deserved the two seed 100. percent Yeah, and I think they've definitely come a long way from earlier in the year where losing kind of on the sus side, but then also coming back and. You know, reclaiming some top or some good wins. Yeah, no, I agree. and yeah, it's they well deserved for the two seed. But then your number one seed coming in at the NFC. Uh, it was a toss up between that and Philly for myself, but the San Francisco 69ers, led by Brockhard Purdy, Run CMC, and Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, to go with Brandon Ayuk, fucking George Kittle, Trent Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we and we don't fucking care. All right. How you're managing to pay everyone on this team is remarkable. I mean, it it helps when you don't have a million dollar quarterback. Yeah, he's making eight hundred ninety k. Fucking Arch Manning made more money than him this year, and he's he literally needs to have someone else in his own goddamn house rent yeah. out a place. Yeah, with Brock it. Purdy's getting paid 890k, and Arch Manning got paid 3.2 mil, <laughs> and something ain't adding up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but the San Francisco 49ers, them and the Ravens, clear Super Bowl favorites uh, for the matchups, and of course that is what the colors of the Super Bowl logo would be. 
Count the years pass. Yeah. Does it come to fruition? I yeah. don't know. Well, like the Bengals, Rams, that mm-hmm. logo was orange and yellow. Yep. Like it's the green e- and red, the... Eagles and Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Like it's almost like the NFL has scripted. Oh my God. Who would have said that? Yeah. Anyways. So, <laughs> wait. So what's the color of it? Purple and purple red? and red. Yeah. And bro. So we really about to get. A Texans Bucks <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, they were off on the color by just a tint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they were with the Eagles. It was kind of like a turquoise. Yeah, it was a turquoise. Okay. So it wasn't a fucking. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. green. Yeah, yeah it wasn't but... like green. Like, green, like fuck. No, a hundred percent. Uh, Forty ers I could see them winning the Super Bowl this year. Uh, maybe getting redemption against Baltimore. It always happens, where it's like, oh, Baltimore already beat them once this year. Well, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. The new day. Exactly. So coming Amen. in at your seven seed in the NFC, we have dun, 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 the Packers. The Green Bay Packers. If you Jordan. told me at the start of the year that the majority of our like fantasy football group chat everyone would be kind of like sad and depressed. But then there's Corey on the other side with a first year fucking starting quarterback. I would have laughed in your fucking face. Yeah. Do you know how every week we come on and I say, wow, that Packers loss to me really fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> I know Playoff bound probably wasn't the best for the Saints, but just how much the Packers have fucked me this year with like being happy is astronomically insane. <laughs> I am like thoroughly impressed by how much I've been cucked. Yeah. By the Packers this year. So well deserved. Honestly, oh. like crazy that Jordan Love has done this with such young talent. He's played unbelievable this year. He's thrown for more passing yards than any Bears quarterback <laughs> in their history. And they've been around for 104 years. Yeah, Ryan punching the air right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. funny. I love those stats where it's like Justin Fields just needs 1,500 passing <laughs> yards in week 18. <laughs> the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Or Quinn well, Johnson. Quentin Johnson just needs a thousand yards in uh, (laughs) week 18 to break the rookie record. Yeah. No, it's fucking funny. It's, it's great, but no, the Packers uh, defense, very suspect. I am very, very like, I don't know about your run defense. Uh, Jair versus CD is going to be a matchup and a half. Uh, Personally, I think CD will take the best of it. But that's not even what I'm like kind of on about. I think the Cowboys offense can purely outscore, you know, the Packers offense themselves. I agree, but I also think that this is gonna be awesome for Jordan Love because I don't think great first experience. I honestly don't even think Packers fans have high expectations for this game. No. And but like also Dallas has kind of been known to not live up to their potential in 100%. certain spots. So like would I really be surprised if Green Bay at least made this close 
or even one, I mm. honestly wouldn't be surprised, but I fully expect Dallas to take this win. But Green Bay, like they've had a great year. Jordan Love's proved me wrong. That's for free. Mm. He's thrown for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like he's played unbelievable. So shout out to him and the Packers. Matt LaFleur continues to be a great head coach. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if they can take a step and kind of prove the league wrong against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Your number six seed, Los Angeles Rams. The LA Rams. The LA Rams. Uh, this was a team no one saw being where they are. Yep, that's I, for free never saw this coming this is awesome i'm not a big rams fan but i'm a big matthew stafford fan and what a homecoming the first detroit playoff game in 30 years and you're welcoming back the guy who gave you so much love like even if the rams win i don't think detroit fans will be mad oh i think they will you think they will yeah, just because they want to fucking win. If it's like, a good if, game, I don't think they could be mad either way. Like, they'll be more so upset that they lost as opposed to being, like, like disliking Stafford. Like, if... I think even if the Lions... If the Lions lose, I think they're cheering for the Rams the rest of the playoffs. But True. they're still going to be upset that their team got knocked out. After if it could be knocked out season. by any team, I feel like they'd be want to be knocked out by this team. Maybe not in the placement where they are, but like, let's say they made it to like the wild. Yeah, I guess so, the, yeah. like conference at the championship. Rest, yeah, I would right. not want to lose to Dallas. No, absolutely. Tampa Bay would be embarrassing. That would be. Philly fans are annoying. Yep. And Green Bay would also probably kind of be embarrassing. And FC North. But, like, yeah. But, yeah, I guess the Rams, like, I'm just saying it was, like. Because of Stafford. They love Stafford, yeah, 100%. So, if there is a team to lose to, it would be the Rams. But they're still going to be upset that they lost. But I guess. More so, I guess, upset they lost. But at least it was. Someone who the, the city praised. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Not a win-win, but a narrow win-loss. Yeah, I agree. Scenario. I agree. And then rounding out your last wild card spot, the fraudulent Eagles, uh, Fraudadelphia Eagles. That was kind of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> either way, the Eagles are kind of a stretch. If, if there could be no winners on Monday Night Football, I think this game would be it. Uh, potential wrong team favored the Eagles. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, like it. I know against, the Eagles... uh, against the lucky and overrated Bucks that you just said. Exactly. <laughs> so you say, like, I say, lucky be a pick and overrated. Yeah, this truly would be a pick for me because the Eagles haven't looked good in six weeks. Oh, they've looked fucking terrible. And then I know I just said the Bucks haven't looked good in like a month. It's That's just expected, kind of. Take the under on this game. 
<laughs> the under is screaming at you. Oh, this is about to fucking blow way over. Oh, dude, if it if it did, I'd be absolutely hilarious. But like, I I'll say this right now: neither of these teams are winning the Super Bowl. I don't think so either. <laughs> Hot take. I know none of these teams are winning. Like, the Super I Bowl. guess the Eagles. I mean, like, if there were a team to turn it on and, like, completely go back to their old roots, I guess it would be them because there is a shit ton of talent. But with the way they've been playing lately, I feel like it's hard to break out of their bad habits in such Mm -hmm. a quick turnaround. But, I mean, they're a super talented team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they turned it around. But I could see them winning, but I don't see them winning super convincingly. I don't know either. It's going to be a grind, but it will. They It'll are be like, the best wild card team playing, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, in like the NFC? Like in, in the AFC, I think, I think the Browns are better. Well, I think they're hotter, but I think Philly's a better team overall. Fair enough. Cleveland's like. Yeah, like there's no other way to say. It. I know, like I know the, they're hot, but I, I, I purely think that the Browns are I better. I think Philly's a better roster, but on paper, yeah. But Cleveland's just a hotter team right now, and you do have to ride the hot hand. But I think Philly's the best wild card team between the AFC and NFC. Like I it's, think it'd probably go, probably go Philly and then flip flop Cleveland Miami, but Miami hasn't. Beat a really kinda, good opponent. We haven't. I think it's just a bad been... taste in my mouth because the Eagles have been so shit for the last month and a half. Yeah, and like, I can understand taking Cleveland over Philly, just based on momentum. Mm-hmm. But I think Philly's the better roster. Yes. Yeah, I, I could, I could see that. Very much, I could see that. So, but anywho, sir. Uh, I see that you wrote down best bets, and I was I, thinking on our wild card weekend. I said we just pick uh, who we got winning between yeah. all the matchups, and don't even do like best bets. Just best like bets. who do we think is advancing? All right, <clears throat> I like that. I was thinking though, personally between us, I was thinking we should bet like uh money. On uh, like just like I don't know three bucks on each game. Separately. Okay. So then that way they'll come I'll be like, oh, who made more money? Yeah, we can try that. Like the playoffs. So if you lose all your money week one, then you're just terrible. Wah wah. <laughs> Wah, wah, indeed. Yeah. All right. So, Jeff, week one, we'll go game by game here. Browns versus Texans, who you got? I am going to take the Browns. I will be following along that with you. Yeah. Saturday night, you got the Swifties or the Dolphins? I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm also following that with you. But I mean, like, 
if there is a fucking game to win for Miami, it would be this one because the Chiefs really aren't great. No. But they do turn it on in the playoffs. So just yeah. imagine a, a playoffs without Patrick Mahomes. Wild. In the second week. Pretty Ooh. crazy. Uh, Steelers at the Bills. Honestly, sneaky spot for the Steelers, but I uh, I have to go Buffalo. I'm I can't, Buffalo. I can't with my heart <laughs> pick Mason Rudolph beating Buffalo. Like I just can't do it. It's tough. Sunday afternoon, Packers at. Dallas. I'm going to let you go this one first. All right. I know I was just kind of talking up Dallas, saying they outscore Green Bay. And that's exactly what the fuck's going to happen, okay? <laughs> Do all the favorites... Is, is Houston a favorite against Cleveland? Uh, or, I, I think I feel like that would be a pick let me check. Bet 99. Uh, that is now who I bet with. Uh, you get a lot more fun stuff. Uh, Cleveland is the favorite. Cleveland is? Cleveland is the favorite. Doesn't surprise. Yeah, they're minus two and a half. Buffalo is minus nine and a half. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> I... I'll go... I'll go Dallas, but it's a not very confident Dallas because I just have a sneaky suspicion that like Matt LaFleur is going to pull a rabbit out of his ass and just Fair. win this game. But I'm going experience over inexperience, and I think Dallas, if there is a year to go on a run, it would be this because there's a lot of holes in a lot of teams. True. And I can't imagine they lose this. So Agreed. All right, coming in on Saturday or Sunday evening. Rams, you got? Lions. I'm going to take the Rams. Fuck, man. I was going to try and be different. I want to take the Rams, too. I'm I taking the Rams. I think that Sam Laporta injury is going to be huge. And not even that. I just, I don't know. LA is riding this different wave right now where I just think that they're playing with a chip on their shoulder and like Stafford's turning it around. Cup's going to just show out. And then Tyler Higby, Higby's going to be like, remember me boys. <laughs> He's just going to be scores fucking... like two. Touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I don't know. I was Sean McVay. He's turned two fifth round picks and Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua into legit starters. So it's just like those fuck them picks is kind of coming back to life because mm -hmm. they didn't need first-round picks to bring a playoff roster back. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to fucking go with the Rams on this one. Well, I want it to be different. I was going to take the Rams, but now to maybe spice it up, I'm going to take the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions, and I could talk myself into this. Basically, what you said about Sean McVay, I think Dan Campbell's going to be all hyped up on his espressos. Fucking and three venti nine shot espressos. Absolutely. And I think Eminem, he, he's going to have to be in attendance. Yeah. 
He's going to have to be there. Are you kidding me? Or a TikTok influencer from Detroit. <laughs> Let's hope to dear God it's Eminem in the building. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Lions get this. Jared Goff gets the better of uh, Stafford. And I think I think it comes down to a, a, a game a game winning stop from their defense. That's how I'm going to call it. Okay. All right. And then Monday night, Philly versus Tampa. I I think I have to back up my stance about Philly being the best wildcard team. And I, I'm going to pick them in this matchup. But I do love the dog in Baker and wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, pulls something out mm-hmm. but i'm gonna go philly and i think it's it's gonna be closer than like it, the spreads minus two and a half like even the yeah. sports books don't have a ton of confidence in philly no i think if this is week five matchup philly's a eight and a half oh, point favorite easily and so, the over under 44 and a half isn't I it crazy would, i would hammer the under personally so like yeah, I'm going with the Eagles, but I still like the box in the spot. I'm also going to go with the Eagles because I want to win. <laughs> and I think the only one that we're going to see a difference on, obviously, is game number five. So, yeah, yeah we have That's... the betting record now of 17 and 25. So, Joe, we can only go uh, plus or minus one. Or by two. So we'll each throw $5 on each game. $5 on each game. Love it. Now, do you want to just do like $5 on each game, but we can do like any sort of bet? Like if we like the over in one game, more or less. Or I don't know, but you're picking winners. So I feel like you have to pick money line. Pick money line. Okay. Or spread. Money line or spread. How about that? Well, like. Those could be two different outcomes. Like I could like the Browns to, or like Rams to, I don't know. Like, can't you pick like Browns to win, but I like Texans to cover. Like you can pick two different outcomes. Well, you can, yeah, you could pick both of them. So like, are we just picking money line? You make the call. Money line or anything on the bet sheet. Because I, think, I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna bet on it and you've already declared who your winner is, that just says that you're it's gonna be a close game, but you like the better odds, right? Yeah. Like if you like Kansas City, but you like them mine or if, but you like uh the odds for it to be a close game to three and a half, obviously minus one ten plus three and a half points to Miami is a lot better than a money line one negative one ninety. Yeah, I don't know, like. If you want to go money line, perfectly fine with that. I was saying we're picking winners. We should we could also like make up a different prop. Like we can do money line and odd oh, uh, like spread or something like that and kind of whip that up. I don't know. We'll just go money line. Make it simple. Okay. Alrighty. Sounds good. That is wild card weekend. Yes, sir. 
All right. Shall we uh, crush out some NHL? I think we shall. All right. So starting off with the Canucks. Uh, two and one on the week. They are playing tonight versus the Rangers Monday night, and I believe they're on a back to back. If I'm not mistaken, they are. Uh, at least that's what I heard. So I'm assuming they're playing the Isles or some Ooh, shit tomorrow. And it's three and one. Oh baby, a triple! <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, I haven't looked. Have you looked at who scored? No, I haven't looked either. What I know. Do you I know. Chronic the... has an assist, so. Who? I know Hronik has an assist, though. Do we think any player on the third line, that being Garland, Joshua, or Joshua Luger scored? I'm going to say Joshua scored. Okay, I think I think at least two out of the three got a point on one of the goals. Ooh, two out of three got or, at least a point. Like, I think either Bluger, Garland, or Joshua, yes. two out of those three got a point on any of the three goals. I, I can see that as well. All right, so we got Trocek from Zabinajet and Panarin breaking the ice there. And then we got JT Miller from Pedersen Besser. Power play? Ha- no power play. No power play. Whoa, what a lineup. Hoglander from Nils Almond and Sam Lafferty. And then Brock Besser from Pedersen and Hughes. So I was wrong. No one. Wow, we were yeah. both wrong. You'd think greatest third line of all time. <laughs> Would have had one point at least. Yeah. But oh, the the big boys are getting it done. Hundy P. Love it. Especially Besser. Love seeing him get back on the score sheet. Absolutely. But all right. Um, yeah, so uh Vancouver Canucks. Um, very weird games from them. I think they got lucky from a couple. Like that Ottawa game was like I think every single goal was either deflected off of someone or bounced in. It was very weird. We put up what was it? Five in the Five first. Five in the first. One six three. Just very weird. Um, but overall, great to get a win there. I didn't catch any of the St. Louis game, so I, I can't, did. Can't really have an opinion. What did you notice from that two one loss? Uh, we played with no intensity. Yeah. Like if you wanted to be inspired by this team playing, it was definitely not that game. It okay. was just they couldn't hit. Like uh, on multiple games this year, that they couldn't hit a pass to save their life. No one was receiving the pucks on their sticks, and no one was passing it from on a rope to one another. It was just like you're going around like with the chickens with heads cut off. You know, people were dumping the puck in when there's like a no line changes. It was just a very sloppy game. I see. And it was basically like, as soon as we didn't have pressure, St. Louis had pressure. Oh, okay. And that was how it was when they scored the final goal. Buddy from the blue line, I forget who scored, walked in and no one no one tried to go out and block the shot except for um, Zadorov, who closed off the uh, right or left side of the net and Buddy put it top cheese on the right side on Demko's uh, blocker side. So it was a great shot, but no, it was just very uninspiring. That's annoying. Very annoying, especially yeah. when we had so much pressure. Cause I think we finished the game with like almost 40 shots. Yeah. So 
Well, at least with that lousy performance, we followed it up with a 6-4 win against New Jersey. Uh, Demko wasn't at his best this game, but at least the offense came to play. Um, Garland's wraparound goal was just a thing of beauty. Uh, JT Miller chiming in with two goals. Um, Quinn Hughes um, officially becoming the leader in multi-point games in Canucks history for defensemen. Mm -hmm. Uh, He now has 69 games total. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Could be 70 tonight. Yeah, exactly. He would break the best streak, though, or best uh, record. But Yeah, yeah, I think he he doesn't need to get any more multi-point. No. Never. Yeah, (laughs) Twilo Quinn. But, yeah, very solid there. Um Overall, though, there's been a lot of Canucks kind of circling in the media, whether trade deadline looming, uh, will Kuzmenko get traded? We've kind of beat that drum a shit ton. But a new name has kind of come up on the block, and that is Jake Gensel. Um, Pittsburgh has been very underwhelming this year, Hade. Um, As you know, and as you've been following, they've been very underwhelming. So now they're kind of... Jake Gensel's on his last year of his contract. Probably the peak of his value is right now. He's, I'm pretty sure, 42 points in 35 games, something along those lines. Very, very solid player. Has been one of the more consistent goal scorers of the past few years. And Canucks have kind of been sprinkled in that mix a little bit, looking for a top six forward. Now that the lotto line... Uh, for Vancouver's back and alive, kind of revived. You need another top six forward, and although Gensel isn't a center, he's still very productive. Um, yes, 18 goals, 25 assists in 38 games this year, tallying 43 points. Yeah, that was close. Yeah, you were close. Yeah, you were, you're all right. What? How do you feel about acquiring a rental piece like Jake Gensel? Are you kind of scared with how much we'd have to give up? What are your thoughts behind it? I'm in for it, but obviously, like you're saying, it has to be for the right price. It can't be for, you know, something. Because, yeah, he's on his last year of his deal. So it's like we'd probably have to send uh, not a first, obviously. And then you're kind of playing with seconds and thirds. And then, but maybe if you put Kuzmenko into the mix, but then it's basically just saying Kuzmenko in a, in a whatever draft pick for Gensel. And it's like, how does Pittsburgh feel about that? They're getting another rental player and just one pick for Gensel. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Depends how much cap, I guess, you know, either team eats for the year. But for the right price, I think Gensel could definitely be everything that the Canucks would need for forward power. You you would easily have like the top 12 forwards, you know, like from line to line to line. Yeah. Cause I mean, that third line is again, broken up and I no. think it would take a break off of loading up on the first line. Absolutely. To like, Hey, we'll bump Patterson or JT Miller back. And maybe throw Gensel on the top line with Pedersen and Mikheyev or some shit, for example, and then have yeah. 
Besser, JT Miller, and Lafferty. Something like that. Yeah. So, you could easily mix and match and easily uh, put any player with anyone, I feel like, because yeah. you'll have goal scorers at every which position. And your PP2 gets so much better because Connor Garland won't be on the ice. Yeah. It'll be Gensel. <laughs> no, 100%. And like I saw this mock trade. Um, Canucks give uh first round pick Andre Kuzmenko and Vasily Podkolzin for Jake Gensel. And I thought about it, and it's very intriguing because of the player and the production that Gensel brings, like we were just saying. But there's still so much to explore with Pod Colson. He's a player yep. with bite and talent that Canucks haven't had in a while. He's playing very good in the A. Kuzmenko, there's potential there that he can be a player similar to Gensel. Maybe not the same consistency as him because it seems like when Kuzmenko plays off of getting scratched he scores like two goals yeah but then on like a seven game run he'll get like one assist and nothing else so the consistency is lacking there and i think that's really frustrating um talk it where i think gentle will kind of bring in more of Tockett's play style i guess so it's just the one-year deal scares me. I don't like giving up a ton where I can't say I'm entirely confident in Vancouver's ability to go on a run. And that's where I think high-priced think... rentals like Gentle come in is for teams like a Colorado or Boston or Vegas. Vancouver, yes, we're like we're beating one of the ra- one of the best teams in the league 3-1 right now. But like would it really surprise you if we fall off a cliff and say late February and we go on a, we lose six of eight and next thing you know, we're like in the wild card mix. Like well, that wouldn't really surprise me, especially with how Edmonton's kind of turning it around. So it's really scary to give up so much equity in a rental player who's good, but still scary. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And I feel like that's just because we are Canucks fans. So we're more pessimistic than optimistic, yeah. especially in a time like right now, because how can you be so certain with a team that hasn't shown any, any sort of like sustainable play within five or six years? Yeah discounting the COVID year because that was just not a normal year. You had probably, you know, six of the worst teams playing in one division. It's it's just like, oh, who's going to... It's at the NFC South. Yeah. And I think we're scared to take that leap and we can't embrace it, even though I bet you anything, if we gave up, you know, potential player we probably get one back with Gensel and it's just, maybe we eat more cap for them and they're like, okay, you know what? Actually, this is a great deal. Yeah. And I bet you anything. It's like, if we don't make this deal, 
we might be really regretting it come playoff time when it's like, oh, we're second in the Pacific. We're going up against a bad team for our first round. But it's like, damn, we could have really used a Jake Getzel right now. No, 100%. And I feel like shooters shoot, man. Take that shot. We're <laughs> we're clearly we clearly have something. It's working. It's not just luck anymore. It was luck in the first month and a half. It's not luck anymore. I think Vancouver is actually a really really good team. <laughs> they are solid. Don't get me wrong. 100%. Their goal scoring and like even their defense now. Like to say Tyler Myers isn't our worst defenseman anymore is actually a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I, I feel like there's maybe one or two people who have make who make a little bit more bonehead plays, but like everything I've seen the past couple of weeks, Myers and Zadorov are like kind of vibing off each other. <laughs> the twin towers. Yeah. <laughs> and especially, those bad boys down. And especially with Carson Susie back. Pretty big, uh, pretty yeah. big defensive line there. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, this next point kind of goes into uh, one of the bigger news that just dropped today. Uh, William Nylander of the Toronto Maple Ooh. Leafs signs an eight-year, eleven and a half average annual value contract. Um, obviously, an extension that would probably be. 88, 92 and a half million dollar contract. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Hade? Um, I don't have his stats up in front of me right now, but he well, is... we can just say he's very good because yeah. he's having an amazing season. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the contract for William Nylander and the Toronto Maple Leafs? Very well deserved, and you know, like you have on the notes right there. If this is what Nylander's getting, what's Patterson going to make? Because, holy shit, Nylander's having an amazing season. Yeah. He's well over point, point and a half per game pace, I'm pretty sure. 54 points in 37 games this year. Yeah, so that's right at point and a half, actually. No, no, I lied. Just under point and a half, sorry. So... He's playing great. Toronto, not so great. But this is exactly what you would see in a contract year from a player. And I think this is maybe even a little bit under than what I think he could be worth in two or three years' time. I think he could be worth... Almost as much as Austin Matthews in wow. time. I like I don't know, man. There's something different about Nylander this year compared to Matthews. Like Matthews, pure goal scorer. Nylander's like everywhere. He's making plays everywhere. He's not just on the finishing end. He creates plays. Interesting. Okay. And you like that from star players. And it's not like Toronto doesn't have uh, a short leash of them. They have so many star players. It's amazing how bad they are. <laughs> yeah, so they are paying Marner 10.9, Tavares 11.5 or 11. Matthews is 
getting paid 13 and a quarter to the start of next year, and he's getting paid over 11 and a half right now. Nylander's now 11 and a half. Morgan Riley's the only contract where it isn't in the double digits. He's getting paid seven. So they have almost $50 million tied up into four players, which is pretty freaking crazy. It is. And they wonder why they can't get a save or any defense because they can't afford it. But as for this Nylander contract, it was definitely something that they had to do if they wanted to keep him. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like deserving, like it's really hard to justify this for the Leafs. Like he's like contracts years are a real thing. Oh and, yeah. And I truly think he's just like all right, I'm going to chase the bag right now. And he's popping off. And obviously a lot of things have to go right for that to work. But in his previous years, like he was just over point per game. Um, last year, 87 points in 82 games. He was a 40 goal scorer, but like, that's the only year where he hit point per game. And obviously he's going to clip it this year without a doubt, but like 11 and a half million dollars. Like, I'm not too sure if that's, entirely deserved like it might i think it'll look good for the first couple of years but it puts it handcuffs toronto like a shit ton and i truly think they should trade mitch marner um yeah. just to try to balance out their payroll and their roster overall like try and like, I don't Add even something know. on like yeah. defense. Yeah, you try and get a defender or even some depth at goalie. Like try and get something because getting having fifty plus million dollars tied up into four players is truly like irresponsible. And I think with Tavares, once that contract bumps down to like because he'll take a pay cut at some point to like around seven or eight million dollars as the cap's going up so it'll still kind of make some wiggle room but toronto's really in a situation where it's going to be really hard for them to extend Marner past this year and try to make the rest of the roster better where these guys are kind of peaking right now so absolutely i even just had like a quick idea and you even kind of touched on it ever so slightly what about just saying bye-bye to Tavares like yeah I mean like I think you're you're talking about an 11 and a half million cap hit right but who wants who wants someone that old like that's why I think (laughs) they'd probably just re-sign him to they'd have to re-sign like he's still he's still a solid player and I don't really think there's contract restructuring in the NHL they'd have to kind of wait till his contract is up and then sign him to try and cut his current contract by like 40% and pay him like between 7 and Mm 8 and then put that money towards a goalie but like I think that would severely improve their team but, like, yeah, this Nylander contract, he's playing great this year. He played great last year, and I think he can still be this level of player in years to come. But I wouldn't be surprised if now that he got his big payday, he kind of goes back to just under point-per-game player. But, he like, he'll be like a 40-goal, 
45 goals, 35 assists kind of player for like 80 points where it's like, okay, cool. You're, we're paying you 11 and a half to be like a hundred dollar player. Mm-hmm. But also if you kind of look at his playoff success, he's the only like player on the team that I've kind of noticed him have some significance in the playoffs. Like, 10 points in 11 games last year, 7 points in 7 games year prior, 8 and 7 the year before that. Like, he's basically point per game the last four playoff runs. So, he's been their best and most impactful player in the playoffs the past four years. So, I think a large portion of his contract will show if he can keep that part up. Mm-hmm. But... He needs to if because like I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto fans fucking hate him next year because he's not playing if, up his money. if he does fall off to a point where it's like that, I will be utterly shocked. I I guess I like I definitely do have too much faith in uh players, you know, as soon as they get their contract, then that's how they're gonna stay. But I know it's a total thing in every sport that as soon as they get that contract, it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll just be asked then. <laughs> so, so it happens a lot. I could see it happening, but at the same time, I guess I just don't want it to happen. Yeah. Because in, I guess as soon as someone is good on my like fantasy teams, I'm like, they're, they're in my books for life. Yeah. <laughs> so, We'll get back to the notes here. What do you think Pedersen deserves if Nylander's making 11 and a half? Uh, I believe it should be plus or minus $250,000 up or down. Like I think Pedersen's contract starts with a 12. You think if it starts Ni- with a 12? Yeah. yeah. If I mean- is like he has a 100-point season, he's three or four years younger, on pace for another 100-point season. And yeah, he's no, helped lead his team to top of the standings. He's a centerman and good defensively. Like I just think he kind of has a lot more going, a lot more going for him. So, yeah, I think. Oh, Pedersen's contract starts at the twelve. Nylander's is eleven and a half. It's personally. it's very, yeah. I mean. In that case, but how much do you base on on age and potential, right? Like, if you see it as five hundred thousand, why don't you see it as an extra million? Like, I I guess that's where my inexperience of knowing contracts and what they are comes into a, a little bit of a a backwards play for me here because I don't know. I I, I purely don't know. I thought eleven point seven five and up would be absolutely amazing for Pedersen, but saying 12 doesn't sound ridiculous at all either. Yeah. Especially knowing, you know, the highest contracts in the NHL right now aren't too far off of that. They are. So it's a, it'll be a situation like the NFL where the highest pick and like quarterback will last no more than, one off season. Yeah. It'll take less than three years for them to be not in the top five. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess if you're putting it like that, then if it starts at a 12, I I would say yes. I would say yes to that as well. Yeah. But it it definitely has to be like an after season thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess no, if they if they sign them into next year, then it doesn't matter what they do this year. Yeah. But uh <laughs> the N- the NHL All-Star players, the rosters came out. Uh the fan vote players, like the fan voting will run till um January eleventh to January eleventh. But let me read off the rosters and uh what player associates with one team. Mm. It's one team per or one player per team to start off, and then you vote in the remaining the remaining players. But we got Frank Vetrano for the Ducks, Clayton Keller for the Coyotes, Pasternak for the Bruins, Darlene for the Sabres, Elias Lenholm for the Flames, Sebastian Ajo for the Hurricanes, Connor Bedard for the Blackhawks, Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche, Boone Jenner for the Blue Jackets, Jake Ottinger for the Stars, Alex Debrinkat for the Red Wings, Connor McDavid for the Oilers, Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, right. Sam Reinhardt for the Panthers, Cam Talbot for the Kings. Kirill Kaprizov for the Wild, Nick Suzuki for the Canadians, Philip Forsberg for the Predators, Jack Hughes for the Devils, Matthew Barzell for the Islanders, Igor Shosturkin for the Rangers. We'll get on that in a bit. Brady Kachuk for the Senators, Travis Konechny for the Flyers, Sidney Crosby for the Penguins, Tomas Hurdle for the Sharks, Oliver Bjorkstrand for the Kraken, Robert Thomas for the Blues, Nikita Kucherov for the Lightning, and Austin Matthews for the Maple Leafs. Quinn Hughes for the Canucks, Jack Eichel for the Knights, Tom Wilson for the Capitals, and Connor Hellebuck for the Jets. Those are a lot of names, Hayden. They were. Were there any that surprised you? And I have a question for you after that. Maybe not as much surprise, but just kind of like, I feel like there's a lot of better players. Uh, Cam Talbot for the Kings and Igor Shosturkin. I know you have to put in some goalies, uh, but I feel like there's a little bit more better players on either teams that maybe have been a little bit more deserving, uh, if not deserving maybe fan vote them in or just say that it was a fan vote because both of the teams, yeah, have been benefiting off of very decent goalie play, but those were the two kind of biggest eyebrow raises for me. I'm like, oh, okay. And and Quinn Hughes getting in, uh, you could basically choose any one of the top five players on the Canucks, and I would not have been surprised. Yeah. But Quinn Hughes, I, I could see why he's on an amazing pace for a Norris-filled season. Take that and run with it. And other than that, every player on that list, I feel like is very much well-deserved. Yeah, like, I agree that Cam Talbot should have been picked. He's playing really, really well. Uh, Igor Shosturkin, I was very surprised. Until I read something that, like, because I thought Panarin should have been the pick. That's who I was thinking. Panarin, definitely. 
And then I read something that Panarin is opting to not participate in the All-Star game because him and his wife are expecting their second child. So maybe they got reports of that and they're like, all right, we're not going to pick you if you're already planning on not attending, so we'll go someplace else, like a different direction. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the case. And then I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense why he would sit out. Now, nothing else severely surprises me. Like Elias Lindholm from Calgary, sure. Yeah. No one else on pick. Who else are you gonna pick? Maybe Markstrom, <laughs> but like Lindholm is playing oh. like like no one is playing Maybe good Uyghur. on that team. Yeah, Uyghurs played very well this year. I wouldn't be surprised. But like Boone Jenner on Columbus, like everyone on Columbus is trash. I think the right player would have been like Fantilli, at least bringing some rookies or something. Mm-hmm. And then Suzuki on Montreal, again, no one else is playing fantastic. Caulfield would have been the exciting choice, but yeah. he'll probably get fan voted in or something like that. Agreed. Uh, Travis Konechny is a great pick for Philly. Honestly, a lot of players are playing well on Philly, so like I think you could have had a few picks there. But I had a question for you in regards to the format. What are your thoughts on one player from each team representing? I like that. I I really do like that because then it doesn't make it so like it's a, a depressing thing to look at because a lot of players can have great years on, you know, teams and then get snubbed. You know, as much as I just joked on Tampa, they didn't get anyone. And Antoine Winfield was way more deserving than any safety for the NFC. And it's like, who else from that team would you have put in for the Buccaneers? Probably no one. Maybe Mike Evans, right? But it's like, yeah, yeah. That that's what I like about it because a lot of players have good years that aren't recognized. But then it's also like, ah, oh, Boone Jenner and Elias Lindholm are literally in the all-star game or voted for the all-star game so (laughs) but generally i think it's i think it's awesome because having at least one person in there uh i feel like it makes it more of like a a league thing and not just a a player thing and i like that aspect i don't know i kind of have like mixed emotions about it because like it's an all-star game and like, I don't think people are coming to watch Frank Vetrano. <laughs> like, in my opinion, just the or name or like Boone Jenner or something. Like, I think it's way more deserving. And like, I guess you have the fan vote or whatever, but like, I don't know. It's a skills competition. Like, you want the most skilled players there, mm-hmm. to, like, kind of be entertained. Like, I don't think Frank Vetrano is going to make me watch a game. Like, it's just like nothing doesn't really like entice me like maybe i you know what i'm trying to say like i know exactly what you're saying like cap it at like three players a team you can't have more than three players from one team but i think agreed like i understand because if the canucks sucked (laughs) i'd i'd want to see one of my players play at the all-star game so, like, I understand it from both ways. Like, I'd want to see 
my player play, but also like it's really hard to justify anyone from San Jose playing. Like no one's really like other any... other than Tomas Hurdle, right? Like yeah. he's been their best offensive player. Did Panarin just score? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm watching the Natty right now. Oh fuck! I have them both on my screen right now, and I, I was, I was just kind of like looking at you. Yeah, right. I think I think Panarin just scored. Right on cue, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, like, like Chicago, Bedard, he just fractured his jaw. I was gonna get to that in a second. Yeah, kind of blended in now. Really unfortunate injury for the kid. They call the race is gonna come down a lot more to the wire now. Depends mm-hmm. on how much time Bedard misses, but now he might be out for the All-Star game. And now who the fuck are you going to put on from Chicago? Yeah. Their coach? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they don't have anyone notable, really, other than Bedard, Taylor Hall. Bedard yeah, and Taylor tough. Hall. Yeah. Like, and they're both hurt. So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like I'd much rather substitute someone else from another team than anyone else on Chicago just yeah. to have someone from Chicago there. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's it's a tough, tough pill, I guess, to swallow yeah. where it comes in just like that. Oh, my God, what a terrible punt. Wow. But, yeah, it is what it is. I like it because exactly what you said, Jeff. If your team sucks, then it's like, fuck, I want to see at least one person on there. Yeah. But do you know how much of a breath of fresh air it was to see that Rashid Shahid is on that, on the Pro Bowl roster? And say, he deserves that shit. He's a great returner. Love that guy. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Go him. Did you see the Oliver Bjorkstrand video? No. So... Should I look it up on Twitter? Hilarious video. He, um, Hackstall, Kraken coach, calls him into his office. He's like, hey, so, uh, Oliver, uh, thanks for sitting down. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, talking to me. He's like, yeah, sure, no problem, coach. Like, uh, what's up? Like, what's the deal? He's like, so do you have, uh, do you have anything planned for, uh, Anything planned for the all-star break? He's like, yeah, me and the me and Anna, for example. I don't know his wife's name. Can't remember if he said her name or anything. But he's like, yeah, me and the wife, we have a trip planned to San Diego. Um, gonna rent an Airbnb and just, you know, kind of relax. And he's like, catch some sun, all that. And he's like, Yep, yeah, catch some sun, you know, take a few days away, relax with the kids and stuff. He's like, uh, can you cancel it? He's like, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm probably like I'm sure we can cancel it. Like it's just like an Airbnb. He's like, all right. Well, I need you to book a flight to Toronto as soon as possible because you're going to the All Star game. And his face was like <laughs> shocked. Really? I'm. I have to ditch my sunny trip to San Diego to go to Overcast Toronto for an All Star game. I don't want to play in. <laughs> Coach is like, pretty much, yeah congratulations this is a huge honor he's like wow thank you very much and the comments are just like (laughs) he's like imagine leaving having to ditch your sunny san diego trip to go to toronto for a few days oh that would be 
That would be true. Oh. I would be so upset. Like, imagine, like, you're not expecting, like, oh, I'm just so excited to go to Cancun with the boys. <laughs> nope. Toronto. You have to stay in a hotel for three days. Man, what a first world problem to have. <laughs> like, yes, it is. But, like, on the grand scheme of things, if I had to pick. Yeah, if I was Oliver yeah, Bjorkstad, yeah, I would definitely choose the... Uh sunny destination over the basically i'm working yeah but it was just a hilarious video of like his face was like smiling from like thinking about his trip to san diego to just going deadpan because it's like oh i have to cancel it now my wife's gonna be pissed yeah <laughs> like i'm gonna hear you, from you You'll go home and she'll be like, oh, honey, congratulations. And he's like, cut the fucking shit, okay? No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> I did not want this to happen. Yeah. Fuck that. I go to San Diego. Yeah. But that's funny. Uh, Last point here. I don't really have much else. The 2026 World Junior Championships are to be hosted in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. Uh, Vegas was the other option. I thought Vegas would be an awful choice. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota's the state of hockey, closer to Canada. I am hoping I think it's probable that they might break out like an outdoor game cuz Minnesota's always cold, cold around Christmas. Yeah. So I can anticipate an outdoor game. I think Minnesota was the way better option over Vegas. I agree. Yeah, let's let's just send a bunch of like junior kids to uh to vegas <laughs> to vegas I, i'm sure that's a really good idea actually <laughs> yeah fucking so dumb that they were in the conversation i was like really i honestly thought it was going to be vegas because that would just be a silly thing to do but no minnesota deserves it good choice overall but yeah big agree big yeah, agree she... So uh all right, well yeah, that's be... all that's all I got for this episode. Hey, anything else you want to cover here? <sighs> <sighs> no. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I'm oh, pretty good. Where can the peeps follow you? On X or Twitter, have your doer and Instagram at Hayden underscore Bartone. Follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter at JevinLefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at left side Evie, heavy, heavy, <laughs> underscore. Uh, yeah, that about does it. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.